G'day, Troy Dean here, and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast on your iPhone or your Android device and you're not on our website, I strongly encourage you to come and check out the video of this podcast at wpelevation.com slash podcast, because I'm sitting right now on a beach, well, on a, on a patio out the back of a beach house at the uh, Ensenadas Beach here in beautiful, sunny Southern California. It is absolutely spectacular. And right now we're showing you uh, some of the footage of our view from our patio. We've been here for the last three days masterminding with our buddies uh, on our online businesses and it's just been an incredible experience. And we thought we'd make a couple of episodes of the podcast while we're here. Uh, so go and check out wpelevation.com slash podcast and have a look for the episode with Mike Rhodes and you'll see some of the footage uh, of the beach there. Uh, this week's feature guest is none other than Mike Rhodes. He is a pay-per-click AdWords specialist based in Melbourne in Australia. He's also one of the authors of the world's best-selling book on uh, AdWords. He co-wrote that book with Brian Todd and Perry Marshall. Uh, we're going to learn all about PPC. We're going to learn about how to scale your ad campaigns using the display network. It's a fabulous episode. Mike's got a little bit of a hangover, which was fun, but there's tons of gold in it. I hope you can stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and I'm here with my good buddy Mike Rhodes. Hey dude, how are Hello. you? I can't believe it's taken me this long to get you on the podcast. This is like it's episode, slack, I don't know. isn't it? It's, really? We're up to more than 110. I'm not at all offended. I know, well good, I'm glad. Hey, we are coming to you from beautiful Encinitas in sunny Southern California. If you could see the view here, which you can't, but if you could, it's just <laughs> spectacular. Um, hey, you're a PPC AdWords specialist, we're going to talk more about that, but um, First of all, you're a published author yeah, of a best-selling book, right? Yes, yes I am. How did that come about? Um, came about with a couple of guys in the States, Perry Marshall and Brian Todd. They had written the first couple of editions of this book. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2013, we started chatting about the next edition of the book. And at this stage, I had been running um, all of the AdWords training within their organization, so creating all of the content and the training for, for their members and, and their audience. Gotcha. So I guess I was the, um, the obvious victim, I mean, person <laughs> to ask to, to co-author with to write the next one, which came out about two years ago. Right. And wow. we've just signed the deal for the fifth one. Wow. Exclusive. Cool. For you there. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that'll be coming out late 2017. Yep. Um, yeah, it's the world's best-selling book on AdWords, so they wow. tell me about 100,000 copies sold, which wow. is kind of cool. 
I've heard a lot over the years that you don't make a lot of money writing a book, but it's more like no. a lead gen or It's a, a very a nice great. business card. Right. Yeah. Has it changed? Has it impacted the consulting service, the, the, the client services consulting business? Definitely. Yeah. Yep. It's enabled us to get uh, bigger, better clients, more interesting clients. Um, probably I'd say 30% of our book now is American. Yep. Uh, 60% Aussie and 10% sort of bits and pieces. Yeah. So yeah, the, the American side of our business has really grown because of it. Perry's not massively known outside of America. Like my clients, most of my Aussie clients wouldn't know who he was. Yeah. Um, but he's he is well known. Was is uh, he's well known inside of the states. He's the kind of the the, the granddaddy of AdWords. Yeah. Certainly AdWords coaching. How did you meet Perry? Um, I met him originally in 2004. I went to an event organised up in Coolum by Simon Chen, uh -huh. who brought over Alex Mandosian, um, mm -hmm. oh God, Paul Colligan, David, somebody. Uh, it was amazing. Alex Mandosian, I said that, yeah. Armour Moron. Yeah. It was the who's who of internet marketing at the time. Yeah. And Perry was there speaking about AdWords. And I'd been an EMIF coach up until this point and been doing some small business stuff. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it was just, oh my God, this is, this is what every small business needs. Yeah. I mean, to, to only show an ad to people that are looking for what you sell, yeah. to only pay if and when they're interested enough to click on your ad, yeah. and then you get to bring them to your website, anywhere on your website that you want, and give them the message about the thing that they were just looking for. I mean, yeah. how, how good is that? And back yeah. then it was five cents a click. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little more expensive now. Um, just a little. And it was, it was game changing, and I just dropped everything I was doing and went, right, AdWords wow. is it. Wow. Um, and so you're based in Melbourne? In Melbourne, in Australia. in Australia. And what's your team look like these days? So we're about uh, 11 or 12 strong, all in Melbourne. Yep. And then we've got uh, a few guys overseas. I've got a couple of ex-Googlers over in India yep. that help us out with just some of the sort of more day-to-day -day stuff. So they're not running the accounts and managing the accounts. All yep. of that happens in Melbourne because yep. there's just too much nuance, I find, in, in, in AdWords. You know, too much nuance in language. Yep. The difference between Troy Dean book and book Troy Dean, yeah. same three words, very different meaning, yeah, yeah. Um, and writing great ad copy. My uh, copy, well, there's a few copywriters on the team. My main copywriter is, a, is an ex-radio script oh. guy, so he was used to writing radio scripts yeah, maybe like yeah. 10 a day, yeah, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. Yeah. He's brilliant in terms of direct copy and just the way he thinks about angles and hooks. And, yeah. and, and, and that's, I think, where a lot of not that we're talking about AdWords agencies, but where a lot of AdWords people struggle is that the guy that's doing the, the pivot tables and the data and the bleh, mm. generally shouldn't be the same guy writing, writing the ad. ad. So yeah. splitting that into two different, you know, those are two skills that don't usually exist in the same brain. Yeah, so. yeah. AdWords has changed a lot in the last 10 years. It has. How have you managed to reinvent yourself or keep current with what's going on and keep your clients engaged and keep getting results with your clients? That's How have you managed to really, keep up? Really good question. Um, Hire bloody smart, really interesting, happy, curious, resourceful people. Yeah. <laughs> number one. <laughs> that's really easy to do, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, because there's loads of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. very, very lucky with the amazing team that, are, that I've got. We have a wonderful culture in the business, um, and they, they've created that yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and, and education. Right. I probably still spend, I'd say, at least five hours, if not 10 hours a week on my education. Yeah. Um, that education is more probably business these days than just AdWords, yep. but you know, data, analytics, how yep. to build leads, yep. um, how to run business, how to, how, what does finance in business look like? And just, I, I just, I love it. Yeah. I love the business of yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not work. And um, how, how have you managed to, I mean, I imagine, well, I did a little bit of consulting when we had an agency, a little bit of PPC and social media. And it was, for me, it was a constant, uh, education piece for the clients 
Like how mm. do you how do you continually educate your clients that this is like this yeah. isn't just a magic thing that we do we run ads and all of a sudden you get a whole bunch of customers it's a collaboration they have to have the right offer they have to have the right product they have to be they have to collaborate on the project with you do you get to a point sometimes where you just fire clients because they're just not going to play the game yeah 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 we're not afraid to fire clients i think if your your qualification at the front end is good, which we've, we've got much, much better at over the last two years, yeah. so that you're not bringing in people that you know are gonna be a bad fit. So we don't chase revenue, we work with people that we know are a good fit culturally. Yep. You know, they're gonna be fun to work with, yeah, yeah. but they've also, they've, they've typically got a good offer. Yeah. Um, they've typically got a, a decent-ish funnel in place. Um, we're not yet doing the, the whole marketing piece for these people they come to us with, with those assets in place. They just wanna, they wanna scale yep. what they're doing. Um, and you also teach mm. for, for clients that maybe can't afford to hire you or don't have access to you, you also teach the DIYs how to kind of do AdWords themselves, right? Yeah, I've, I've discovered I'm, a, I'm very much a teacher at heart. I think it was Kiyosaki that made me realize that. We also used to play his game Cashflow Quadrant and I'd always be the guy explaining it. And, right. it, and when I saw Kiyosaki say that that's why he invented the game, was to find the teachers. Ah. I was crying a little bit that day. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love to teach, um, and I figure the world's more than big enough for, for, for all of us. So I have a few hundred uh, members in a, in a, in a group, um, yeah. and they pay a little bit of money each month to sort of learn yeah. kind of the, the, latest, the latest things that yeah. Google's rolling out, because it is difficult to keep up with, and I yeah. think one of my main skills, if I have one, is, is simplifying the complex, yep. and understanding what Google intended by that or how it worked, pull the engine apart, yep. dig inside, oh, this is really cool. Here's some use cases and here's some of our, how we've used this and what we've discovered about this. And, and I do a lot of training, a lot of webinars and videos and um, teaching people how to, how to use it. And, and increasingly more and more teaching people how to, how to run the business yeah. of being a digital agency, which is much more yeah. fun and interesting, I yeah. think, for me. So I like, what I like about this is that you're kind of documenting what you're learning mm. about PPC and as things change. You're gonna learn it anyway. You've gotta document it for yourself and your team, so you may as well document it in a way that you can teach others. Exactly, it's right. just, it's, it's kind of cheeky repurposing yeah. the content. Yeah. If I've gotta train a growing team, yeah. why not let everybody in on that and look over our shoulder yeah. as if they're sitting inside of Web Savvy. Um, and learn from, from our mistakes. Yeah, perfect. We make some. Are the, I'm curious about the members in, in PPC Savvy, which is your, your, your training around PPC. I'm curious, are they um, business owners who are doing their own AdWords or are they agencies who are doing client work? Yeah, mainly agency. Right. Um, I'd say probably half-half between sort of one-man bands yep. who want to grow that agency and half would either be owning a bigger agency or maybe they work inside an agency and they know that they need to keep current. And some of them are just doing off their own back. They're yep. not even going to the boss and asking you know, the boss to, to pay for this, they just, they know they want to be bloody good at this thing. Yep. Because we also train um, a little bit of analytics and a little bit of sort of data stuff, a little bit of conversion, more and more, a bit of Facebook. Trevor that works on the team is, is a brilliant teacher of how to do Facebook ads. So mm -hmm. we're really sort of building that out because I've always been the AdWords guy. Yep. Um, it's, it's nice now to, to, to round that out. Yeah. And yeah, it, it makes total sense to me that, to, to share that. Yeah. The stuff awesome. that we've learned. And it's good positioning too because or, or, you know, you, you then say to clients, well, I'm the guy that teaches hundreds of other agencies around the world about PPC, and it's good positioning, and it's, it's good authority positioning. It is, it yeah. is. I, mean, I probably, um, I don't talk about that much. I don't sort of right. use that as a big piece. I probably yeah. should. That's all right, we've got it on video now, mate. I'll, I'll, put, it, I'll put it on the internet for you. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just want to switch gears a little bit and talk about, because we've been talking about 
Um, we had our friend Nick on the podcast talking about Leeds Hook, which we actually shot here in this beautiful location as well. Yep. Um, and we were talking about if you've got, say you've got a lead generation system in the business that, that you think is kind of working, and we want to now scale that. Yes. And you were giving me some insights about how you can use the display network to, to scale that. So you want to start to talk us through that. All right, that, so let's, let's maybe a bit? set a bit of context here. There's, sure. there's two parts to Google. There's the search network, which everybody knows, google.com, ads at the top and the bottom. Yep. And then the display network, which is actually the gold mine for me. It's mm. um, not nearly enough advertisers, something like 2% of Google's advertisers even use the display network on purpose. Right. Some people are running ads there by mistake because of the way they set up their AdWords yep. account, yep. but on purpose it's probably 2% or wow. less. Okay. So I've got to admit it's been a complete mystery to me over the years and I don't think I've ever deliberately used it. I think I may have accidentally used it. And, it, and it's harder to use, right. which is why I think people stay away. Perry Marshall has this line that if, if search is a game of checkers, or what I'd call drafts, uh -huh. then the display network is a game of chess. chess. There are many more moves, but that with that Flexibility yeah. comes power okay. and the ability to, to scale, particularly for things that people are not necessarily looking for. Yeah. If someone's searching out um, a technical WordPress thing, then they're probably yeah. going to go to Google and you yeah. can put an ad in front yeah. of them and show them some, some education yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But you could also place your, your ads, your banner ads, your image ads yeah. on 2 million plus websites mm. and target those to viewers a whole bunch of different ways mm. based on maybe what they're looking at or what, how they've behaved in the past mm. and show them these ads and just gently remind them and, and get in front of them and say, we've got something that, that might be quite good for you. Mm. Come over here. So what's the first thing, if we're gonna start using the display network, what's the first thing we need to get our head around? The first thing we gotta do is we gotta measure. Okay. So if you I measure use a, first. If I use a measure first, okay. you've, you've gotta understand what we're gonna measure and, and what success looks like. Uh -huh. You can't leave that till last because otherwise you're flying blind. Right. And that gets really expensive really quickly. It's really counterintuitive to everything that I've ever learnt because I, and, and it, it, just about everyone I've ever worked with, you set up your campaigns and you measure everything last. So you're saying that we need to start measuring things. We've just got to have a, we've got to think about what we're going to measure gotcha. and set that up. Okay. And then we can go off and build stuff and, and start running stuff and then obviously use that data ah, to so improve. So you got to know what but you're measuring. we've got to start okay. with the end in mind yep. and, and know what that looks like. So yep. most people only measure what I'd say, you know, the, the big thing. Yep. So the, the sale of the thing. Yep. And if you're selling stuff online, maybe that's a 1% conversion rate. One mm -hmm. out of 100 people did what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. If we only do that, we are in effect saying that the other 99 people out of 100 were all equally bad. Mm. One was good, 99 were bad. Yeah. And clearly that's not the case. Maybe yeah. 20 of them landed, went, oh, I'm in the wrong place and bounced straight off. Yeah. Maybe 50 of them sort of went, maybe. And 20 of them watched your video, downloaded your PDF, and 10 of them put the product in the cart and got really, really close, yeah. just didn't quite buy yet. So if we use those different levels of interest to, to measure someone's behavior on the site, then that informs everything else that we do to say, rather than just go after the 1% that worked, mm. then we're throwing away all of that data. Mm. And if we can say, well, those 20 out of 100 that were really interested, mm -hmm. Let's use the 20 out of 100. Where do we get those 20 from? Mm. What was the source of that one and that one and that? Ah, so we can start to move our marketing towards where those people are. Spend gotcha. money on the stuff that's working mm -hmm. or sort of almost working yeah, yeah. and get rid of the, the stuff and stop spending money on the stuff that really isn't gotcha. working. So you get a lot more data, which means you can move faster and spend a lot less money mm -hmm. to get to a good result. All right, so now we know what we're measuring and the kind of things that we should be looking out for. Yep. What do we do next? 
So the next thing we want to do is think about targeting. So I'm going to assume at this point you have an offer, you've got a website. Yep. You're going to think about targeting. So yep. most people when they think of display network, if they've got that far, is, oh, that's right, I can put ads on certain sites. So if I want to get in front of people interested in sports, I can put my ad on ESPN. Yep. Or if I'm um, selling something to women of a certain age, I can put my ad on Oprah.com. Yep. Or theage.com.au, or you know, just there's two million of these sites, mm. and we can go and pick them and put ads there. Mm. That's like this much right. of the game. Yeah. There are so many other ways to target. The one that I would imagine most of us are most familiar with these days is remarketing. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking a lot about remarketing over the last two years. Yeah. Um, it's been around for six years, and right. we've been using it wow. for about five and a half. Wow. And it's so much fun. So most people, I think, are familiar, but yep. essentially the behaviour that you're using is you've been to my website. Mm -hmm and I, I tagged you, I cookied you. Yeah. And now, as you're wandering around the rest of the web, I'm gonna follow you around. Yeah. I'm gonna put an ad in front of you. But that's only one behavior that we can use. That was a behavior that happened on my website. Mm -hmm. So I can only remarket to you after you come to my website. Mm. We were talking about this a little earlier about how scary it is to some people, um, how pervasive it is, how much Google knows about all of us. Mm. So you can use that knowledge that data ha that the Google has about people mm. to to target them. So the most basic one of those, I guess, is, is this thing called affinity targeting, mm. which is very similar to Facebook. Yep. You can target people based on their interests. That's a long-term interest. They're interested in website design. Yep. Great, I can go put an ad in front of those people, not because they're on a website that's about website design, but because they are interested in website design and Google knows that. Gotcha. So they might be on ESPN checking out the sports results or on mm. Oprah.com, mm. but I can put an ad in front of them yeah. based on that. Where this gets a bit more fun is if instead of looking at that long-term interest, we look at a very, very short-term recent interest. So one to two weeks, they are in the market for, as Google terms it, a new car ah. or a new fridge or SEO or SEM agency. There's, there's about 500 of these little segments that we can target based on how someone has behaved away from your site. Wow. So it's almost a little bit like being able to think about remarketing to my competitors, yep. customers. Yep. People that have been to my competitors' website, wouldn't it be great if you could put your remarketing Cody yeah, stuff totally. on all of your competitor websites yeah. and say, Google, when they hit one of those, mm. I want to show an ad to them. Mm. That's kind of what a market is. It's saying, based on how they've been searching recently, yep. based on how they've been browsing recently, wow. and if they use Gmail, based on what's inside their emails, wow. then show them an ad. But just a very, very short-term interest in the market for X. It's a little bit creepy, isn't it? It's a bit creepy <laughs> and it's very profitable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't overstep the creepy line. Sure. That's yeah. That's a big thing. Whether it's remarketing or that, you don't. You never. You never talk about what's past. Yeah. You never say because you were on our website last week, we're yeah. going to give you a twenty percent discount. Yeah, yeah. You always talk about the future yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. So we've got uh, measurement. We've got some targeting, targeting. Um, and so we kind of know what we're measuring. We know who we're going to target. What, what do we do now? Now we've got to show them an ad, and we've got a test. So this is about message now. Right. So measure, target, message. Gotcha. And to begin with we can have the one same landing page. You've already got it built. Don't, don't worry, I'm not going to suggest you have to go build 10 of those to mm -hmm. do this properly. Mm -hmm. But we really want to understand which ad attracts people to our website. Mm -hmm. So what most people do, let's, let's go maybe problem solution. Yeah. What most people do, most graphic designers or most um, marketing managers even, will say, go and design me an ad. And it'll be one, maybe two ads. Mm. And they'll do 
eight standard IAB sizes of this one thing, and they all look exactly the same. They're all on brand. Yep. But that's not testing. Mm. That's just different size ads. Yeah. Instead, what we want to do is narrow it all the way down just one size. Uh -huh. That size is 300 by 250 pixels. If you're interested, it's yep. got a medium rectangle or a mid rec. Yep. That one size, why that size? Because that consistently for us is the best trade-off between lots and lots of people use that size on their site. So in other yep. words, lots of inventory. Yep. You can show your ad in a lot of places yep. and it converts. Gotcha. The, the sort of thin banner ads or leaderboard ads, yep. lots of inventory, tend not to convert right, nearly as wow. well. It's almost like mistaken clicks And on so those. the, the mid-rec is kind of usually in the sidebar? Usually sort of yep. surrounded by the content. So yeah. someone's reading an article right, gotcha. or a blog or whatever it might be, yeah, gotcha. and there's your ad right next to that. Gotcha. Whereas the leaderboard tends to be right at the top yeah, or yeah, right at the bottom. bottom yeah. So it's kind of easier to ignore. Yep. So we found that consistently works the best. No animation, nothing silly yet. Mm -hmm. Let's just test different ideas. Is it mm -hmm. the lady? or the guy, or the couple with the kid, mm. or is it actually not a shot about the, the, the user, the person, is mm. it the, the product itself, a box mm. shot, or the end result? Mm. Is it a, a colorful image, or a black and white, mm. or is it just words? Mm. It's just, there's so many things there that you can test. Let's test a dozen totally different ads, mm. and figure out, first of all, which one is most attractive to our customer. And typically, if you're testing a wide enough range, in other words, um, enough different ideas, mm -hmm. the difference typically between loser and winner mm. will be three times. Gotcha. And if you just pick one, you don't know. We can all, I mean, we'll, we'll often do this in the, in the office. Well, which one do you think is going to win? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're the customer and you know your customers yeah. really well, or the agency. You can't be the marketing expert. The only marketing expert that matters yep. is them. Yeah, is your customer, exactly. Um, which billboard attracts their attention. And we've actually used banner ads on the display network to decide what the billboard should look like, an actual real life billboard oh, wow, in downtown really? Adelaide. Really, wow. By running nine different ads and seeing wow. which one attracted the most attention. What was the big word? What was the design? What was the, the image of that? And we have real data to say that this one is three, four times better than this one, which maybe the hippo would have picked. The hippo yeah. is the highest paid person's opinion. Right, so opinion. the boss or the marketing manager or maybe the graphic designer, yeah, um, Yeah, we'll have that one. Well, why? Let's use data, not yeah, guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let's yeah. go figure out which one works. Wow. And then, once you've got your maybe one or two best ones, now you can go and match your page to that winning ad. Because you do want that to match, you want that, that scent yeah, to be there. This is great because, I, and I've made this mistake myself, but most, what happens is when you start running a campaign, most people are just looking for the sale, the conversion, right? Yeah. Well, it's not converting, let's change the ad. And all we're doing at this stage is measuring the click. We're just measuring which message and which look and feel is gonna attract people to the website. Once we've worked that out, then we can start optimizing the rest of the funnel. Right, because that's the job of the ad, right? Yeah. The job yeah. of the ad is to stop someone in their tracks, yeah. attract them and bring them to the website. Yeah. Now the website's job is to sell that yeah. person on the next thing. So yeah. we may well have to test the page, yeah. but for now, let's just test a range of ads. Yeah. And don't worry, like I said, don't worry about building an, a page to go with every single totally different variation because it's all the same offer mm. and we can very quickly change the page. That might take a week to four weeks to mm. figure out which of those ads is best. Mm. Pick the winner, now go build all your other sizes. Mm. Now go animate that if you really want to. Mm. Now go iterate on that. Oh, okay, so it was the, the family with the kids. Mm -hmm. Well, let's try different families and different kids and different ages and different things behind. Is the car behind or the house behind? Or mm. let's iterate on the theme and, and keep trying to get better. Meanwhile, let's go test our, our page over here so that the message matches all the way through. Beautiful. But it's data, not guesswork, that's the key. So measurement, 
targeting and message. Yes. Are the three overarching themes that we've been talking about here. Awesome. Um, we are gonna. There will be a download uh, on this episode of the podcast. So if you're not watching this podcast on the website, make sure you get to wpelevation.com/slash/mike-rhodes. M-I-K-E-R-H-O-D-E-S, and everything. All the show notes and the download will be um, at that address. Hey, just switching gears a little bit, mm-hmm. thinking of yourself as a business owner, mm. if there was one problem you could solve in the next 30 days in the business, mm. what would, if I had a magic wand, <laughs> what would you want me to fix in the next 30 days? Um, the, the big thing that we've got on the board for 2017 is simplicity. Right. That's our focus. Yeah. So continuing to simplify uh, our processes, simplify it for our, our, our customers, our clients, yep. um, and simplify so that we get more efficient and even better at what we do. Make the guys' days even more enjoyable, make our results even better, and continue to simplify so that we can grow to that next level. Yeah, beautiful. Mike Rhodes, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Absolute pleasure, Troy Dean. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did, and I hope you could tell that Mike had a little bit of a headache because we had a couple of beers with dinner last night. Uh, It was a fabulous episode. There's tons of gold in that episode, and there is a checklist that you can download at wpelevation.com slash Mike Rhodes. It's M-I-K-E-R-H-O-D-E-S at wpelevation.com slash Mike Rhodes. You'll be able to get all the show notes, any links that we mentioned, and, of course, download that checklist from Mike. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Go to wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Give us an honest rating and a review uh, about the podcast. We really appreciate the feedback and it helps us come up in the search results and get the message out to more WordPress consultants. We are the world's largest business community for WordPress consultants, so we want to spread the message and share the love. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on next week on the WP Elevation podcast. Until then, go Elevate. Go Elevate.